After the fool is born, they're completely helpless. All they can do is take in the world around them. The information the newborn acquires from the moment they're born is represented by the archetype of the Hierophant. The fool will sense the Hierophant all around them from the minute they enter the physical world. If the Empress created everything we see and experience, and the Emperor makes use of what the Empress created, then the Hierophant is how we personally intake all of the information coming to us through the five physical senses. The five physical senses are sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch. Each sense is responsible for collecting specific types of information from the environment and sending signals to the brain, which then interprets the information and enables us to understand our surroundings. Our eyes collect visual information in the form of light waves that are reflected off objects in the environment. Our ears collect auditory information in the form of sound waves that travel through the air. Our tongues contain taste buds that are responsible for detecting the five basic tastes, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami, or savory. Our noses contain olfactory receptors that are responsible for detecting different odors, and our skin contains different types of receptors that are responsible for detecting touch, pressure, temperature, and pain. All of this information comes from every direction and is the first way the fool relates to the world around them. The magician and the high priestess are still at work as the child begins to learn through play and is exposed to opposing forces such as awake and sleepy, comfortable and uncomfortable, happy and sad. The fool is also being communicated to by their parents, who teach the fool what's good and bad. It begins with simple instructions, such as making sure the fool listens and that they eat their vegetables. Later, the fool is taught cultural expectations of right and wrong, such as social niceties and respect for elders. All of these teachings are considered primary socialization and stem from the hierophant, the information provided by the outside world that allows us to easily navigate and conform. Children are first taught primary socialization by learning and internalizing the basic norms, values, customs, and beliefs of their society. It's the first and most fundamental stage of socialization, which occurs within the family, through interactions with parents, siblings, and other close relatives. In modern times, primary socialization also happens in the education system and by way of social media. During primary socialization, children acquire language, cultural beliefs, and the social skills necessary to function effectively in society. They learn how to interact with others, form relationships, and develop a sense of identity. The process is usually informal and occurs through observation, imitation, and feedback from others. Primary socialization is critical to the development of a child's personality, social behavior, and overall well-being. Organized religion is a very common tool 
used throughout history to shape young minds. Religious institutions are often where a newborn meets the first human representative of the Hierophant in the form of the local spiritual leader. They're usually taken to a place of worship where the fool first learns of their origin story or where the fool came from before arriving here on earth and the expectations of a higher power and system that exists beyond the fool's five physical senses. As the fool grows a bit older and begins to grasp language, they're sent to another common face of the hierophant, the education system. Education has changed dramatically over the centuries and wasn't always available to everyone. Even ancient Greece, the society that prided themselves on their intelligence and democratic governing style, had no public funding for education, leaving any non-elite citizen without access to schooling. Women were also excluded simply due to their gender which is a sad example of primary socialization, learning there's a hierarchy system based on physical or inherited traits, such as gender and status. Even at the height of Greek civilization, around 500 BCE, it's estimated that only around a third of the population was even literate. However, modern public education as we know it today began very recently, in the 17th and 18th centuries. The first public school system was established in the United States, in the Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1647. Known as the Old Deluder Satan Act, it required towns with more than 50 families to establish schools and hire teachers to provide basic education to children. It was named Old Deluder Satan because this act was meant to banish Satan's attempt to keep us from reading scripture. Today, public education is an integral part of most modern societies, and many countries have laws that require children to attend school for a certain number of years. The exact nature and structure of public education vary from country to country, but the goal remains the same to provide all children with the opportunity to receive a basic education and develop the skills they need to succeed in life. The Hierophant is the information we receive from the outside world. Our brain uses our five physical senses to interpret, maneuver, and interact with what's in front of us, making it possible to build associations, certainty, and trust in our environment. The Hierophant represents traditional values that large communities have agreed upon as the correct moral and spiritual alignment. The Hierophant provides a sense of safety and protection coming from the community and higher forces. If you believe that each person chose the family and circumstances they were born into, then the Hierophant represents that blueprint. The Hierophant is connected to the number five, corresponding to the five physical senses, and the number for humanity. The Hierophant's astrological correspondence is with the zodiac sign Taurus, a personality that sticks with tried-and-true methods and traditional values. The Hierophant in a tarot reading represents a search for spiritual knowledge and guidance, 
and often indicates a need to seek out traditional sources of wisdom. This could be a religious figure, a spiritual teacher, or an established institution that can provide support. The Hierophant can also represent conformity and tradition, and may suggest a need to align with established social or cultural norms. This can be positive in that it can provide a sense of stability and security, but it can also be limiting if it prevents us from exploring our own unique path or following our own intuition. It can also represent a personal or traditional path in life, one that you've always felt drawn to. For a time, the fool may blissfully follow the values and principles set out for them by their society and culture. But soon, the fool will reach an age when it'll be much harder for them to maintain the expectations of others, along with the accelerating changes happening within their body. Soon, the fool will rebel against certain beliefs or rules of morality, testing the strength of the social fabric they've been taught to fear. The fool begins to lash out, wanting to make their own decisions outside of moral expectations. This is when the fool first meets the lovers, awakened by puberty. The lovers is in position six, which is divisible by three and by two, resonating with the energy of the empress and the high priestess. Puberty is triggered by hormonal changes pushed forth by the high priestess, stimulating the growth and development of secondary sexual characteristics. The empress within us all awakens at this time, filling us with sexual curiosity and desire. The fool now sees the world romantically and passionately, experiencing overwhelming feelings and urges towards others, as if pulled by a magnet. During these years of changes, we all fixate on our looks, constantly think about sex, and fall in love for the first time. Our experience with sex differs depending on the hierophant, what we're taught about sex and sexuality. But mostly, it's a reckless and scary time period where you think the whole world is looking at you. The energy of the lovers compels the fool to choose between what the fool feels drawn to and the beliefs of their family or society. Not everyone has a difficult time with this. Some families are very open and even curious about their children's interests. Some children may even find comfort in their culture's practices. But many others struggle with the rules and regulations that trap us in a societal bubble. When asked to communicate with their parents or a wise person in the community or family, the child may know the judgment they'll receive, choosing to keep their feelings to themselves. This hormonal change from childhood to adulthood empowers the young person to either rebel against or totally adopt their society's rhetoric. The Lovers also brings up the idea of a twin flame. A twin flame is a spiritual and metaphysical idea that refers to a special kind of soulmate or partner. It's believed that a twin flame is the other half of an individual's soul, 
and that the two souls are destined to meet and unite in a powerful and transformative way. According to the twin flame idea, each soul is said to be created as a pair, and the two halves are meant to eventually reunite in a deep, meaningful, and life-changing connection. This connection is said to be characterized by an intense and immediate recognition, a feeling of completeness, and a sense of purpose and mission. Twin flames are believed to mirror each other's strengths and weaknesses, and to help each other grow and evolve in profound ways. The journey towards twin flame union is often described as challenging and transformative, as the process involves confronting and working through personal and spiritual issues and aligning with one's true purpose and destiny. The lovers is the union between those who love each other or that which one loves, be it a purpose or a path. The lovers represent the concessions we make for love, choosing what we love above all else. The lovers is represented by the number six, which heals through balance and understanding. And the lovers corresponds with the zodiac sign Gemini, a curious and fluid personality that desires a dialogue about anything and everything. The lovers in a tarot reading represents the choice between following one's heart and one's head, or between different paths in life. It can also represent the idea of union, harmony, and balance, whether in a romantic relationship or in other aspects of life. In some interpretations, the lovers can also represent the idea of passion, desire, or sexuality. The lovers is generally seen as a positive and powerful card that represents the potential for growth, connection, and love. Out of the flames of love is a sense of power and determination that the fool has yet to encounter, that of the chariot. The chariot is freedom to roam and explore without interference. Maybe the fool has gotten their first car or chosen their education path. Or maybe the fool, determined to afford a life outside of their caretakers, has obtained their first job. Whatever the impetus... The fool is ready to take control of their life by making solid decisions about their future. This energy is reflected in human ingenuity and technology and our desire to conquer space and time. There have been several technological revolutions throughout human history, each of which has had a significant impact on the way people live, work, and communicate. The first being the agricultural revolution, which began approximately 12,000 years ago. This revolution allowed humans to settle in one place to cultivate crops and raise animals. This led to the growth of human settlements and the development of social structures and hierarchies. Possibly the most impactful revolution was the industrial revolution which occurred in the late 18th century to early 19th century. The emergence of machines powered by steam and later by electricity 
revolutionized manufacturing and transportation. The Industrial Revolution led to the growth of factories and mass production, which transformed the economy and society. Next, there's the Digital Revolution. This revolution brought us the development of digital technologies, including computers, the internet, and mobile devices, which have transformed the way people communicate, work, and access information. The digital revolution has led to the rise of the knowledge economy and has enabled the creation of new industries, such as software development and e-commerce. Another essential revolution is the biotechnology revolution that began in the 20th century. This period has seen the development of biotechnology, including genetic engineering and medical technology, which have transformed the fields of medicine, agriculture, and food production. The biotechnology revolution has enabled the development of new treatments for illnesses and the creation of genetically modified crops that are more resistant to pests and diseases. And we can't leave out the space exploration revolution that also started in the 20th century, which developed technologies that have enabled humans to explore space, including rockets, satellites, and space probes. The space exploration revolution has led to new scientific discoveries and has enabled the development of new technologies, such as GPS and weather forecasting. The chariot acts as the vehicle for change and the determination it takes to succeed in life. The chariot protects the heart from any frustrations or distractions, surrounding it with a will of steel. Nothing will get in the way of you and your determined future. The chariot indicates direction and purpose where there may have once been confusion and uncertainty. Fueled by conviction and self-assurance, the chariot will get you where you wish to go. The chariot is represented by the number seven, a symbol for choice and of angelic influence and protection. The chariot astrologically corresponds with the zodiac sign Cancer, a sensitive and protective personality that needs to balance their emotions and intuition with practical action and rational thinking. The chariot in a tarot reading is often interpreted as a symbol of movement, emotional control, and determination. It suggests that one has the energy and power to overcome obstacles and achieve their goals through discipline and focus. The chariot is also associated with victory, triumph, and success due to mastering our inner conflicts, allowing us to move forward with confidence and purpose. As the fool blazes their trail, they soon realize not everything comes on command. The road traveled could be a long one, and their fuel could easily run out. The fool must temper their drive and ambition to succeed with the development of their character. This is when the fool must call upon strength to practice patience and endurance while taming their animal instincts. 
Strength represents our ability to overcome our natural inclination toward instant gratification by instead practicing delayed gratification. Delayed gratification refers to the ability to resist the temptation of an immediate reward in favor of a greater but delayed reward. Delayed gratification is often associated with self-control and impulse regulation. It requires prioritizing long-term goals over short-term impulses. This can include anything from saving money instead of making an impulse purchase, studying for an exam instead of going out with friends, or avoiding unhealthy foods to maintain a healthy diet. Research has shown that people who exhibit strong delayed gratification skills tend to achieve more significant long-term success in life. They're more likely to have higher academic achievement, better physical health, better financial stability, and stronger relationships. Practicing delayed gratification can be challenging, especially in a culture that values instant gratification and the now mentality. Developing this skill can lead to greater self-control, discipline, and resilience, which can have positive impacts on many areas of life. One way to develop delayed gratification is by practicing mindfulness. Mindfulness is the practice of intentionally focusing one's attention on the present moment and being fully engaged in the experience without judgment or distraction. It's a state of active, open awareness that involves observing one's thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations with curiosity and acceptance. Mindfulness has its roots in Buddhist meditation practices, but it has been adapted and integrated into many secular and therapeutic settings. It's often used as a tool to reduce stress and anxiety, improve concentration and focus, and promote overall well-being. Mindfulness can be practiced in a variety of ways, including formal meditation practices, such as mindfulness-based stress reduction, and mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, as well as informal practices, such as being fully present and engaged in daily activities like eating, walking, and talking with others. The benefits of mindfulness have been supported by research, with studies showing that it can help reduce symptoms of anxiety, depression, and stress, improve sleep quality, boost immune function, and enhance overall mental and physical health. Strength in position eight is divisible by four and two, resonating with the energies of the emperor and the high priestess. You'll remember from the last episode that the emperor represents the physical fitness of the body, while the high priestess represents the reactive unconscious. These resonating factors make a particular art form very beneficial for developing strength, martial arts. Martial arts are a set of practices and traditions that involve physical and mental training for combat or self-defense purposes. Many martial arts styles emphasize the development of mental and spiritual strength as well as physical strength. Practitioners of martial arts may also develop skills such as mindfulness, meditation, and self-awareness. Strength represents our first attempt at wisdom and bettering ourselves. 
We develop strength so that we can enjoy the world intentionally, leaving behind the chaos and recklessness of childhood. We want to live up to our own standards, generating power from within. Strength is what keeps us in good spirits about who we are and how we perform in society. We can develop strength by conditioning our minds and bodies, but also by choosing role models that practice our idea of integrity or what we personally find to be valuable traits, such as honesty, intelligence, and reliability. Strength is represented by the number eight, a sign of infinity and personal power. Strength's astrological correspondence is with the zodiac sign Leo, a personality that's driven to perform at its best and to give from its heart. Strength in a tarot reading represents the power of the human spirit to overcome obstacles and challenges through force of will and inner fortitude. It's often associated with the concept of grace under pressure, in which an individual is able to remain calm and centered even in the face of difficult or stressful circumstances. Strength may indicate a strong will and inner resilience capable of overcoming whatever challenges one faces. McGregor Mathers, the leader of the occult group, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, decided justice should be moved from position 8 to position 11, and strength moved from position 11 to position 8. I agree with this switch for occult reasons, because first, the astrological correspondences that were assigned to each major arcana put the zodiac signs in order when moving from the fool to the world. The emperor is the first mention of a zodiac sign, Aries. The hierophant is next and associated with Taurus. Then the lovers as Gemini, the chariot as Cancer, and now strength as Leo, and so on until you arrive at the moon, who corresponds to the end of the zodiac, Pisces and the last major arcana associated with the zodiac signs. If justice, the obvious sign for Libra, were in position 8, and strength, the obvious sign for Leo, were in position 11, it would throw off the zodiacal order. This minor tweak works well with occult symbolism. Second, if we truly want to be purists, we'd all be playing the card game tarot since the beginning of tarot isn't at all occult or esoteric in nature. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to the first episode, The History of Tarot, to learn how tarot began. Once the fool has developed its strength, they begin to question themselves and their actions. Why are they pursuing certain long-term goals? Is this the path that will truly make them happy? This self-reflection calls forth the hermit, the teacher, and the archetype of the wise old man. The archetype of the wise old man is a common figure in mythology, literature, and folklore. This archetype represents a figure who is characterized by wisdom, insight, and guidance, and is often depicted as an older man with a long white beard. The wise old man archetype is present in various religious and spiritual traditions, such as the Dalai Lama in Tibetan Buddhism, and various prophets and sages in the Abrahamic religions. The archetype of the wise old man represents the value and importance of wisdom, experience, and guidance in human life, 
and continues to be a powerful symbol in contemporary culture. We view Greek philosophers as wise old men, as they all shared the same physical and mental traits. Great thinkers such as Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, and Pythagoras pushed the idea that one can only truly know themselves and the world around them by asking questions. But the wise old man archetype isn't necessarily old or limited to being a male. They're also not restricted to the white race, though many stories with this archetype depict them that way. Social commentators and modern-day philosophers come from all walks of life, asking us to think carefully and to consider our unconscious choices and allegiances. People like James Baldwin, a Black American writer and social critic, widely regarded as one of the most important and influential writers of the 20th century, who spoke out against racial injustice, advocating for greater understanding and empathy between different communities. Or Simone de Beauvoir, a French philosopher and feminist who wrote extensively on existentialism, ethics, and the experience of being a woman in a male-dominated society. And Bell Hooks, a Black American author, feminist theorist, and social activist best known for her contributions to feminist theory, particularly her exploration of intersectionality of race, class, and gender. And Jennifer Finney Boylan, formerly known as James Finney Boylan, an American writer, professor, and transgender rights advocate who authored her incredible memoir, She's Not There, A Life in Two Genders. And even young Greta Thunberg could be viewed as the old man as she pushes all of us to think about our individual choices that have an impact on climate change for better or for worse. The Hermit gives the fool the space and insight they need to consider what's truly best for them. This requires a bit of seclusion and time to work things out. The Hermit represents a retreat from the world to decide one's future intentions and actions. You may seek out someone to reflect on these questions with you, or you may decide to mull over your questions until you've reached the answer yourself. Either way, this is a refining process of the ego and the first time the fool encounters depth and nuance. Until now, the fool hasn't directly dealt with the inner workings of their mind or the reality that things may change if they no longer feel right for them. The hermit is represented by the number nine, a sign of culmination and nearing the end of a cycle. The hermit astrologically corresponds to the zodiac sign Virgo, a personality that seeks to improve and perfect the process of life. In a tarot reading, the hermit represents retreat, withdrawal, or seclusion. This may mean taking a break from social obligations or responsibilities in order to focus on one's own inner journey. It may also mean seeking out the guidance of a mentor or teacher who can offer insights and wisdom the hermit may indicate a period of self-discovery, seeking answers to deeper questions about who you are and your place in the world. It may also suggest the need to take a step back from the hustle and bustle of daily life in order to gain perspective and clarity. The hermit represents the importance of introspection, wisdom, and self-discovery, and taking time for oneself to gain greater insight, 
understanding, and enlightenment. The decisions made from self-reflection and discovery kickstart a new cycle, represented by the Wheel of Fortune. The fool's karma will now be weighed and changes will take place according to what the fool has so far put in. Having cultivated strength and learned more about themselves, the wheel is inclined to grant positive changes, as the fool's karma has been mainly good. We talked about karma a little bit when we studied the first card of the Major Arcana, the Fool. But let's go over it again to understand why it shows up here. Karma is a concept that refers to the idea that a person's actions in the present affect their future experiences. It's often described as the law of cause and effect, which means that our actions have consequences that affect our present and future circumstances. Karma is also said to be a moral judgment. The concept of karma suggests that we are responsible for our own experiences and circumstances and that we have the power to shape our destiny through our actions. The Wheel of Fortune is represented by the number 10, which is divisible by 5 and 2, which resonates with the Hierophant and the High Priestess. The Hierophant represents the moral compass that creates the karma, while the High Priestess is the inherited karma from your parents and ancestors that needs to be unearthed and transformed in this lifetime. When the Wheel of Fortune spins, however, the changes that occur may appear chaotic and challenging at first. Just as winter comes before spring, so too can our lives appear bleak before they bloom. The Wheel of Fortune is generally a positive symbol for better days following tremendous change. The Wheel of Fortune is represented by the number 10, which reduces into a 1, which indicates an ending along with a new beginning. The Wheel astrologically corresponds with the planet Jupiter, a benevolent force that expands the beautiful qualities in your life. In a tarot reading, The Wheel of Fortune represents the idea that life is constantly changing and that we're all subject to the cycles of fate and destiny. The card suggests that just as the wheel turns, our fortunes may rise and fall, and that we must learn to accept and adapt to these changes. It encourages us to go with the flow or seek a spiritual perspective on life and to embrace the idea of impermanence as we move through a time of transition. It may also suggest that we need to be open to new opportunities and possibilities, as life can be at times uncertain and unpredictable. The Wheel of Fortune represents the idea that life is a journey full of twists and turns that requires us to navigate challenges and find happiness and fulfillment. In the next episode, we'll explore the next six cards of the Major Arcana. Justice, the Hanged Man, Death, Temperance, the Devil, and the Tower. I hope to see you then. Blessed be.